the CGI they did when they when they took the rock's head and put it on a smaller older gentleman's body was so ridiculous it, it honestly looked like they just stuck a thumb on top of a toothpick man there was no there was no blending the rock's head down into this neck he's the rock has a giant dude it's so big this guy's fucking head man and they literally put it on a body like mine yeah. it looked it looked structurally unsound hi everybody this is Bridget Nielsen you're listening to children of the Adams <laughs> hello everybody we are back mm-hmm and welcome, uh, if this is your first time, to the Children of the Abs podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, our time on this earth is very precious, so we thank you for spending a bit of it with us. And so, this being our first show of 2023, naturally, we're going to talk about 2022. Specifically, our picks for best movies of the year, alongside maybe one or two of the worst, and our best TV shows of the year. But first, I think... <laughs> I don't know if we need to start here, but we probably should, as, as it's one of the last movies of 2022 we watched. Uh, Black Adam release on HBO Max and we sat down to check it out and I don't I don't know if I was prepared okay this movie's been in development for 15 years since 2007 is when they first announced The Rock was me playing this character so it's been it's been going for a long time and I would think that given just how much they WB really wanted this movie to succeed, and the Rock's people wanted this to succeed. I'm surprised at how fucking terrible <laughs> this movie was. <laughs> I can't believe the level of dog shit that made it through the directors, the producers, the studio heads, and everybody was like, "Yeah, put it out." This was next level, ridiculously bad. Like it's some of this. The, I, every CW crossover uh, special <laughs> event they did between all their superhero shows destroyed thematically Black Adam. Like, I can't believe how terrible this movie was. It was... I, hmm. It, <laughs> wow. It's almost like a... It's almost a bit like Stranger Things in that if you... Any any really, really cool thing you saw at another superhero movie, you would see here, but done far worse. And it, none of it makes any sense. Like, there's no... There's no real th- thread through of a plot. I don't... Hmm. Wow. Overall, I, how did you... It, how did you feel about the movie? Like, sit, <laughs> sit down boy, and watch I, Like, what's your first impression of Black Adam here? <laughs> Damn, man. I had some feelings about this one. I thought I was going to uh, eviscerate this thing and feel a little, or like you were going to come in with a little higher attitude in this. I think you might have hated this thing more than I did because... I really wanted to like this movie, man. Like, there's so much about it that should have worked. I mean, you know, you put the rock. He's a, he look just looks like a superhero walking around like now. Yeah, that guy you know? and that guy oozes charisma. I mean, yeah, just... for sure. So I mean, it it should have worked, and it's just I don't. The problem I think with the Rock's movies is that any movie he stars in, there's no one there to tell him no to any of the fucking ridiculous ideas that this dude puts forward. He's so involved creatively with every project he has. I think that might be the problem. He needs someone who can rein him in and be like, bitch, like, I don't think that's a good idea. Because there were so many things where you'd think, like, maybe they're starting to figure out, like, in, in this movie, like, okay, like, this is starting to work a little bit, and then it would just be dashed shit, like, two seconds later. And it just... I don't get what the disconnect is, man. Why, <laughs> why did this not work? I think you're hitting on it, and... I, I believe that this is like a screenplay that's gone through many hands. and there's Oh, yeah, there was a lot of writers on this bitch. Yeah. Along the way to Quite a bring this project too. together. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, from the get-go, my, like, one of my initial things about The Rock, because I, I do, like, I like Dwayne Johnson as yeah. an actor. 
Um, he's very entertaining. I, and it's not to say I like You know where you're getting with makes. his movies. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like you see him in The Fast and the Furious or uh-huh. or just other random movies where he just plays a good action star. He's he's he, he <laughs> right. just like I said, he just oozes charisma. He, he'll he make you laugh and smile. Mm-hmm. And this movie does not play to his strength at all. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's trying to play this drab anti-hero who's not funny. And in fact, he's supposed to be like this evil character, right? Who's just not oh, afraid yeah. to kill anybody. Basically. It doesn't play to his strength. And you can see that through the acting. It's like they try. I mean, I'm wondering how much of an input he had about, hey, let me put a joke here or something like that to try to lighten it up. But even when they do that, it doesn't work. But because I, I feel like I, I don't, I'll preface this. I don't know anything about Black Adam. I know very little about the DC universe except for Superman and Batman and, and maybe some Wonder Woman. I know nothing about about Black Adam. I certainly know nothing about Shazam. So I was already wondering, like going into this thing, you know, was Shazam like prerequisite watching for this? Uh, okay, well, it, it, therein lies part of the problem too. Is that Black Adam is canonically a Shazam villain? But he has fought other DC, you know, other DC heroes. Okay, it'd be, uh, it'd be like a, the villain from the first Iron Man, uh, you know, Warmonger or or what Ironmonger, yeah. whatever he became to be. Like yeah. to have him have been the villain of like Spider Man Two. It's like, well, this is weird. Like it's, yes. it's like it, it's like it kind of makes sense, but like it, it's all wrong. Like the Rock wanted to make Black Adam this really big bad character, and the problem was that he didn't want to see his character get beat up by Zachary Levi. <laughs> so well, he can't because it's, he's contractually like in his contract, he yeah. can't lose a fight. Right. So, Which I mean, how do you make the anti-hero who can't lose a fight? That's, that's not fun. Yeah. Uh, you either pick a lane, you know, you're going to be the hero who gets beaten down and comes back mm-hmm. or you're going to be the villain and you have to lose. I mean, that's yeah. why we watch superhero films. That's the only reason why I watched a new superhero film that came out this year starring Sylvester Stallone called The Samaritan. Because I tell you what, it, it made me realize about every one of Stallone's movies, every one of his movies, he gets the absolute shit beat out of him in every movie. Even even dramas where like, you don't think there's any action. He always gets beaten up. Like that's always the thing. He gets beaten down and then he, you know, yo Adrian, he comes right back and he gets back into it. And I got to say, like the Samaritan movie, it was way better than Black Adam and it was ridiculous, but it well, was so good. Stallone can play to his strengths, yeah, right? I mean, but, but it worked because you know, Stallone, you know, he can act. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just well, it, no, I, I won't say like he can act. Like he's he does the very dude. best that he can with what's given to him. If he's given a proper script, like like Demolition Man, I think Demolition Man is probably one of my favorite movies that he's I ever fucking in. adore Demolition Man. It's just a lot of fun, and he plays yep. that strength mm-hmm. where where he can just pull, like pull off those. Those quips, the he's the, but he's the good guy in this thing, right? Where yeah. Dwayne Johnson, if he right. could, you put him in that role, he would probably kill as a demolition man kind of thing. Black yeah, Adam sure. is not his suit, but like I, I feel like it almost feels like he was almost forced into doing it once. Once all the fans started saying, "Oh, Rock, you've got to do this because you've got the bald head, you're jacked, you just you're you're the the personification of the comic book," right? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. And he started talking about it like he wanted to be in the superhero superhero business. And I think once it got to him, because, I mean, at the same time, you got to remember, like, I think he got into this game as DC is once again shuffling all the cards and canceling out all their characters. And, you know, we're losing Henry Cavill, right? There's no Batgirl being made. There's like they're just like rebooting everything again. 
Well, but here's the thing about that is that, you know, they, the Black Adam, like they, it, I think Final Tally, it, it only, it cleared 390, almost 392 million. Uh, worldwide? Yeah, worldwide, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. However, <laughs> what it Ooh. cost in just production alone, because yeah. this thing went through pretty extensive reshoots, which Let were very costly. Let me take a guess. Costly. I'm going to say at minimum 600 million. Uh, probably with marketing, yeah. Uh, just for filming alone, production budget was two sixty. Ooh, boy! Yeah, it was one of their pri- DC's priciest movies of all time. And uh, apparently, with adjustment for inflation, uh, Black Adam only made fifteen million more than 2011's Grand, uh, Green Lantern. Which Ouch! Did so terrible. They haven't even touched that character in live action television. No, yeah, they they completely <laughs> yeah, abandoned man. that whole property. Yeah. Ooh. So, eesh. yeah, man. And that's I, a rock I, I gotta think though, like if. If Black Adam succeeded, there's no way in fuck they would have rebooted this character at all. No. At all. No, this there's this, no this would have been in the universe where they would have used it as a building block right. moving forward. Especially because what, with the post credit scene, you know, Henry Cable coming back to Superman, like, you Ugh. know, they kind of they forced DC back into that. And I was like, okay, they might have something going here. And then the movie just absolutely tanks and when it was on hbo max almost unannounced like so quick <laughs> yeah. i was like well that seems a little weird and so i watched it and it's just like i can't my wife watched like the first hour of it with me a non-comic book reader really of like of like the the hardcore superhero genre was questioning so many things it had me question it also just like uh inconsistencies with this character's background it's just uh his motivations how they just seem to change on a whim I mean, and all this- that this movie runs at a rapid pace, man. I mean, like they're oh, just yeah, man. like you can tell when you're watching, like they're just checking boxes to get you know certain stuff done. So they're trying to get through Black they're, Adam. They're racing, yeah. They're, they're trying to give you zero time to question anything you've seen. So I, I have to say this because I have said many times on this show, like I always expect more from DC. Like I want more, and I said the way they're going to do that is they need to look at what Marvel has done and kind of copy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think somebody was listening to that criticism because <laughs> I feel like this movie, they took that to the nth degree. Like they were trying to copy everything mm-hmm. out of Marvel, like yeah. starting off where we're, you know, this, this world where they build that, you know, as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, this is Wakanda. Okay. I, I get that. Yeah. You know, the, the person who plays Adam Smasher, Noah, God, I can't even pronounce his last name. Centini, Centino, Centino, I think Centino. Yeah, I I think he just watched all Spider Man, and just was completely copying the quips that Spider Man makes that uh, the yeah, Tom Holland version. Tom Holland, because I mean it's just verbatim, man. And, and then, then, when he was yeah. in, then he was fully when uh, when Adam Smasher was fully suited up, he was just basically Ant Man, Deadpool. It was just you yeah, know, that's all know. it was. But yeah, yeah, making the Spider-Man quips. And then you got Dr. Yeah. Fate, who all he is is just Dr. Strange. I've seen all his powers in all the other earlier versions of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. And the sad thing is, from what I do know about these characters, a lot of these characters came first before these Marvel characters came. But mm-hmm. Marvel just beat them to the punch on all this stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know where DC goes from here. Like, I, I they're, they're, they're unable to show me something new. Like, like how watching, they reboot? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even then, I mean, what are you getting again? We're just getting again another version of Superman, another yep. version of Batman. Yep. You know, well, and, and not to characters. mention, you know, they're still rolling with with uh, Pattinson as Batman too. 
So yeah, th- th- there's no worry. Yet if his, yeah, his his film franchise is still going to be fine. Like now, it, whether his Batman ties into what they're going to do going forward, who knows? Like it's anybody's guess at this point. And are we are we still? Is there any possibility of getting that Flash movie done? Yo, it, it's coming out for sure. Like there's oh, a boy. The, yeah, I know. Like they, they they're basically going to have to you know put a guard on Ezra Miller for the next nine months just so this movie can release because if there's one more incident there's no way this movie releases and you know they're just gonna have to eat shit on like the half a billion dollars they dumped into this one i'm sure yeah but i mean yeah. but but even this one like i don't know what the movie what the motivation is to see this movie because everyone knows the reboot is coming so this movie doesn't matter canonically or thematically whatsoever so the only motivation to see it is to see you know cameos like you know to see keaton's batman but i mean i don't know if that's gonna be enough for them to clear half a billion dollars is it no no like box especially office? if you're if you're watching you're going to the theaters and watching stuff like black adam you're gonna be like yeah god is this is this what i'm expecting oh dude i mean man it's just i don't I, i'm like you I'm, i i have a hard time trying to put my finger down on one thing that would actually say that that was just wrong with this one because I, I i think there's just so many things like Although I love The Rock, I think he's he's playing the wrong role here. Yeah. I, I don't like the way they just blow through the story here. And some of the parts of the story just don't even make any sense. I think you just got to kind of give the movie some credit and just say, well, I'll, I'll just assume this is the way things are. Right. Um, I, if I can give this movie any credit whatsoever, uh-huh. I will say that the special effects look pretty good. I think it's mm. shot pretty well. I'm um, so glad you addressed that. But that's about the only compliment I can really give this this movie. I, I think, the, like you, like the, a, a lot of the CGI things, like I thought looked really good. Yes. Until uh, do you do you remember the particular part of the movie where they start to cover uh, Black Adam's further history, where they reveal the heroic side was actually his son? Yes. And, yes. Another okay. flashback. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, the CGI that. Marvel did for Captain America when they put uh, Chris Evans' head on the on the smaller guy's body, yep. fairly believable. Like it, it looked really good, and that was like fifteen. Like, um, that was like what nine years ago, right? So the, the technology has only gotten better since then. The CGI they did when they when they took the Rock's head and put it on a smaller, older gentleman's body was so ridiculous it, it honestly looked like they just stuck a thumb on top of a toothpick man there was no there was no blending the rock's head down into this neck he's the rock has a giant dude it's so big this guy's fucking head man and they literally put it on a body like mine yeah. it looked it looked structurally unsound like there's no way that made it through like the cable mustache thing how his face was trying to eat itself like on that first uh Justice, Justice League, League movie, movie. yeah, yeah it, it, it was that little bad for them trying to put the rock's head on, on this smaller person. It just, I, I absolutely was rolling on the ground, just in tears. Yeah, maybe they ran out of money at that point. That's what or, I think. Or, is they're just like, fuck it, just go, just yeah. Finish the, it the up. special effects. I know these special effect houses in in California and anything, you know, just get overworked. Yeah. So you know, you maybe they like, got a rush job. A couple of times that there was no second text and dialogue is like, well, okay, they're they're just yeah, right, just you know, <laughs> we'll get it in post. Don't worry, right? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we'll loop it. It's fine. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it. Yeah. So. Watching this movie, like it, it took me a couple of days at least. I think at least three days to get through this movie. Like I had to stop, start it, stop, start it again because I was just Jesus. It's hard to keep my attention. It was. I feel like it was kind of like when I had to watch, 
you know, Snyder's, you know, cut of the Justice League, right? The that, four that hour nearly one. yeah, four hour cut yeah. where you're just like God, you know, it's <laughs> I got to get through at least an hour of this. Okay, turn it off, and I'll get back to this thing. Right, get back into it. You know, at least at least watching Snyder, I had an excuse. You know, four hours—that's a and long at least time that's to bro- it was at least broken up into chapters. So yes, you know, uh, yet obvious pause points basically. This movie's only two hours long, and I had to break this thing up because I just <laughs> was getting so bored and just it was could a long not... two hours, man. You can't follow the story. It's it's and then and then the story that you can follow is just ridiculous. It makes no sense. I mean, yeah. quite, answer me this. So the whole plot <laughs> of this story is yeah. So this long line of of evil doers, yeah. you know, can find the crown. Oh. Yeah. And but the wizards, in their infinite wisdom, decided that they were going to hide the crown once mm-hmm. their hero, yeah, uh, vanquished the evil guy. Right. Correct. So. They hide the crown deep in inside of a mountain. Right in plain sight, basically. Yeah. Well, nobody's found it, right, for 5,000 years. But all of a sudden, somebody's got to come along and say, well, people are digging around here. I need to go find the crown. Yeah. And go hide it someplace else. Yep. So it makes no sense in the first place. It's kind of ridiculous. And then, like you said, yeah, people could just walk right into the damn thing. You don't have to dig your way. And you just walk in. Yeah, like, she, oh, yeah, there she it is. moved like a single rock. It was like, dope. Fucking got it. Let's go. And what then, the and then, this is what I found even funnier as you watch the movie. Because at the mm-hmm. first part of the movie, you're just like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. This is how, you know, Black Adam is freed. He's got to save the day. Yeah. No, you later on in the movie you learn that no, he's not the hero. His son was the hero. Right. But he was just given the powers by his son. Right. And because he was deemed so unworthy, mm-hmm. the gods lock him up in that mountain with the right. crown. Yep. And then just put instructions right there on the top of his uh imprisonment to say, Yeah, this is how you release him if you want. Right. <laughs> it just it's so goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, man. It, this was man. I just yeah, I, I yeah, it just feels like a because I, I don't bad. think this it movie was, just was a rush like job was, though. Yeah, I feel like this movie's been in production for a long time. It doesn't it make sense been. why this thing is so disjointed. Yeah, it, it uh, its release date even got pushed back by like six months for all the yeah. reshoots and everything like that. So they had a lot of time to work this thing out. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, it just makes no sense. I, we didn't even talk about it. What what is your thoughts on Hawkman? I thought it was cool. It, it was you know okay. Uh, I, I had seen the character before, like, you know, in live action. So it was good seeing, like, a, a proper version done on the big screen and all that. You know, he's basically, you know, uh, kind of like a Batman, you know, super rich, altruistic guy, you know, just. Okay, is that, is that his backstory? Ass. Is he just, like, another Iron Man? I I basically. know nothing about that character. Yep. I, I didn't do any research on him, so I have no idea where he's from. Yeah, he's a, he's a wealthy museum curator, so, you know, like Wonder Woman kind of thing. But does he have, like, super strength from Because it seemed like he was, yeah. like, going toe-to-toe. You know, he, he's basically uh, his suit's mithril, essentially. Which for lack gives, of a better comparison, just like provides him armor, or does that provide him superpowers? Uh, I think the suit does all the work. Okay, I'm not too sure. Yeah, definitely superpowered. Yeah, I but, just I mean, I, you know, and even like the the other heroes they had included in this, like arguably, like you know the uh, cyclone. I really liked. I, I thought that was cool. Like her powers, it was a cool character to see and all. And it's just they didn't give. They gave that character no time whatsoever to really do anything cool, and it was like the the coolest superhero they had on the team. Yeah, I don't know what she did in this movie that would really count for anything. Yeah, did did she figure anything out? Did she save the day? I don't I don't think she really did much of anything. No, no I think it was just sort of a quick intro kind of thing. Yeah, like I agree. Like it would be great 
Because once again, what Marvel did well was like, oh, I'm going to build a universe. I'm mm. going to introduce you to certain characters. And then I'm going to slowly bring them together as a you know, team-up movie. And yep. DC just never wants to do it. They want to throw four or five uh, heroes together and say, here you go. Right. Make the, like, because we, we know nothing about Adam Smasher or the, the, the Cyclone Girl, right? No. I mean, we, 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 uh, we gathered from a quick uh, a Zoom call from Henry oh, Winkler that he was the previous Adam Smasher, but I think that's about all the background we get on that. Do you think, do you think that was just Henry Winkler like doing that, that, um, that service where you can just like request a certain message the on Zoom or something? Thing? The cameo, yeah. yes, thank the cameo, you. Cameo, I mean, for 20, yeah, it feels for like, like, feels like that's what it was. They just probably called him up and said, hey, Henry Winkler, we want you to say a few lines. Here you go. It was, it was, dude, it looked like it was filmed on his own goddamn phone. He might have just done that walking around his fucking house. See, I've wondered if that's it kind of, yeah, it kind of looks like those videos that Rudy Giuliani would put out there. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Book Henry Winkler and Cameo for actual cameos, DC. Good yeah. job. He's like, okay, I'll do it. I get a credit on a movie. Okay, let's do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, he got paid. Fucking, yeah. And he had a phone. Why not? Yeah, yeah. And two minutes to spare. <laughs> right. One take, too, man. He's fucking yes. total pro. He's done. Yeah, he's like, we don't get it on this one. It's another $200. Right. <laughs> Keep in. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, just... I I don't recommend anybody else go to watch this. Unless you're a big fan of The Rock or you just, you're a big fan of this character. If if you can honestly, like, if you can watch a movie and not, if, if you can honestly just turn off critical thinking for two hours and five minutes and just not consider what you're watching, there are some cool things in here to see. Like, there, you know... The superhero look and stuff in here is really fucking cool to see. Like, some of the fights are really cool to see. It's just the glue holding it together is just fucking terrible. It's not there, yeah. It's just, yeah. it feels like a movie that's that took from a lot of different movies. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't work. It's just mismatched mm-hmm. together. And it's kind of disappointing because I, I for, a, for a Dwayne Johnson movie, I kind of expect more. But it should have worked. It really yeah. should have worked. I'd, it should have. I wanted to enjoy the movie. I did. It just I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, one other one other thing I wonder if this hurt the film rather than help it, because sometimes this will help. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stars in this movie are a lot of unknowns. You know, they're they're not yeah, big time movie stars. A lot, a lot stars, of new faces. Which yeah. in the right project, especially when it comes to indie films and stuff, I mean it can just make your movie. Like just yeah. it's like discovering somebody's act. Because I'm not saying any of these people are, are bad actors. I think they did a wonderful job in this film for, for what they sure. were asked to do. It's just that I think sometimes when you don't have that, it's it can turn you off a little bit because you're not paying attention to them directly. You're waiting for The Rock to get back on screen so you can pay attention to the person on there that's got the most charisma and you're waiting for him to like, make me laugh as normal. And he, he right. wouldn't do that in this film. So, yeah. Just, I wonder I what The very, Rock's paycheck just, for this movie was. It was probably like fifty million too. It was probably something ungodly. Yeah, right. I don't it had know. to be just something ridiculous, didn't I'll it? I'll bet it was incredibly mad. Because I mean, hell, he's a producer on this thing. He's like his production house was involved in working on this thing. So yeah, yeah. I think his uh, his ex wife is his uh, is his agent or something like that, and uh, she's also Henry K- or uh, his wife's uh, his ex wife's husband is as he and Henry Cavill's agent. Well, I guess Henry Cavill ain't gonna do a whole hell of a lot now that he's. Lost I mean, Superman. he got paid to show back up Superman. Like, I hope it was quit. Hope it was worth quitting The Witcher for. Fucking That's Jesus true. Christ. So now, I mean, he thought he's Superman again and gave up a whole TV show for that shit. 
fucking have fun sitting at home. Jesus Christ. Like, this is another thing I really don't like because I feel like in the DC universe, there's mm-hmm. way too many Supermen. Like, no, there's you a have, lot. So, so yeah. now you have Shazam, mm-hmm. you have Black Adam, you've got Superman. I mean, who else? I mean, they've got just people that Super have all Supergirl. Yeah, godlike powers. Martian Manhunter, too. Like, that doesn't oh, even include, Jesus. like, you know, Darkseid and all the other villains. Like, there's there's a lot of super, super Superman, but it, Superman is just a little more super than than the rest. See, that's I think that's why I like Marvel a little better, because Marvel, you know, as stupid as it sounds, it sounds a little, it's it's a little more grounded, right? You've got, you know, guys right. like, like at least feel like they're normal. So Captain America, even though he, he, he goes in the movies, he's way beyond what he is in the comic book. But at least he still feels like he's not, like you, you never believe that he could beat Superman up. Or, right. you know, you, you never feel like even Thor could compete with Superman or, or Black Adam, any of those. In the DC world, it just feels like everybody's like just Hulk strength and, you know, yeah. you know laser beams or fire bolts or, you yep. know, lightning bolts, whatever it might be. Just a little too crazy for me. I wonder, see, because uh, James Gunn, like he's the one in charge of the of the reboot universe. Yep. And, so, and they have a, that DC fandom events coming up like soonish, right? It is. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. Early, early next year, right? Yeah, and I think that's when they're gonna supposedly like they're you know I could you could probably count on some announcements coming from that one. I think. I'm kind of excited to see what he's gonna do with this whole franchise. Uh, if there's anybody that can bring ridiculousness to the screen and make it work, it's James Gunn. I mean, yeah. I remember when Guardians was first. I first heard about that, and they were like, "Yeah, that's gonna be the next movie," and I was like. First off, I knew I had no idea who they are, so I looked them up and I was like, "Are you serious? This is going to be the worst shit ever." Man, lo and behold, those are bit those have been some of my favorite movies of the whole entire Marvel you know, cinematic universe. Even uh, even Peacemaker, the fucking TV show he did with Cena, the, it, yeah, that's in the DC mm, universe. Yeah, that yeah. apparently like that that's still like that's not going anywhere. Like they're getting you know they're still going on that one. That was a really good TV show. Yeah, the guy's got vision. He knows how to take a project and just work with it. And right. I, I also think he also knows how to pull talent to. Well, but the only know, problem with that work. is, is that at the earliest they could go into production on a movie, maybe at the end of this year, like on on their first one to you know to be put out. So they're looking at what twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five before their first easily, one easily of the reboot yeah. universe is even released. Yeah, so we're two years off from potentially. <laughs> them having the universe like on the big screen for their first go so that's i mean and by that point too that's two more years of marvel just saturating the fuck out of the market so you know by 2025 is are people still gonna want to see it i thank you for saying that because that that was my i was gonna be my point I, i i wonder if we're finally as a you know group of movie viewers right. going to finally have that superhero fatigue set in and just be like, look, I've had enough. <laughs> right. Cause I, I've, I've talked about this on the show before. I was like, I, I'm not excited about the B and C listers and D listers that Marvel wants to put out there. You know, this yeah. young Avengers and you know, all these other characters. I, I don't know. I'm I, it, nothing has got me excited about that. So I, I'm wondering if DC is just going to be too little too late and they're just going to go back to the old formula saying, well, we'll just reboot uh, Batman again because everybody comes to see Batman. Well, who knows if they even, you know, 
if they had they they might need to have two Batmans. What if Matt Matt Reeves and Pattinson are like, no, we don't want any part of that shit. So they're not doing that. And don't forget about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movies too. I feel they're like work, that's that's getting shoved on into the back. To his, no, it's they're definitely going to be making that movie. Like that movie made so much money. Like there's no way that's not going to come out. I and just, I doubt I doubt they're going to have him. You know, dressed as fucking you know. As Jack Nicholson, Joker, clowning around with a Batman, you know, they're not getting Joaquin Phoenix for that, so there's going to have to be a, a new version of a Joker. It's already muddled, and it hasn't even started yet. Yeah, it's just, it, it's a complete mess, and I, it's, like like we said, it's just something out there about that universe and those people in charge of that project. I, I can't figure it out what's, what is going wrong with it exactly, but it's just... It can't come together for some reason. Maybe maybe it's just the characters themselves. Maybe they just don't work as an ensemble piece, and maybe it's just they they those type of things work best as their own characters as and, standalone universes. Yeah, and yeah. even then, yeah, I, I probably at this point in my life also have a little bit of Batman fatigue. That's probably why I, I reject so many of the newer ones, is because right. yeah, like I grew up with. Keaton's Batman and you know shit even Adam West is Batman and then once I got to Nolan I was like oh this is my Batman that's all I want and then they rebooted it like three more times so right (laughs) okay so here's DC's current slate like these are all the things that are uh, that you know that are in production or or that are going to be coming out and just coming out this year alone are movies that aren't going to be any part of the reboot uh, of the rebooted universe there are uh shazam fury of the gods which will no longer you know they're going to reboot the character the flash which is going to be rebooted i'm only going to see that just because i want to see if it's going to be a train wreck or if it obviously works. it's going to be yeah just wait to that first trailer and you're like okay never mind and then <laughs> and then also uh the aquaman sequel it comes out this year also. Which gonna, I'm not interested at all in. Character is going to be completely rebooted, and it's already, they're already talking like Jason Momoa is going to take on a different character in the the rebooted DC uh, universe. He's going to be like the Odin of Atlantis. No, he's going to be uh, like uh, he's a a Harley riding like a bounty hunter through space kind of character. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then that you know, uh, not to mention uh, there's a Blue Beetle coming out. He's like a young Iron Man, basically, with the kid from Cobra Kai. That movie's still coming okay. out uh, this year. Yeah, that's this summer. Doesn't sound interesting, but okay. And then next year, you got uh, Batman 2 with Pattinson and Joker 2 with uh, Joaquin. Man, I, I guess I'm just going to have to stick with Batman for right now. But who knows? I mean, any one of these projects could surprise me. I, You know, every once in a while, like I... Do you plan on going? Like, you actually plan on going to see the Flash movie in theaters? No, 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 no. I, no. I, I wouldn't do that. No. It's not. It's not worth it for me to drop money on that. I will watch it when it drops on streaming. Um, well, let's see. It releases June. Currently, it's scheduled for release June twenty, June twenty third. So you got to figure <laughs> by what? By August first? Maybe November. Be on HBO Max. Yes. No. Well, like, yeah. well, how, how quickly did Black Adam make it? It wasn't in theaters for very long. For it was on HBO. No, no. When, but did, I mean, when did that movie release? Do you remember? It was uh, in October. It was a yeah, first week then of October. It was up December. Out. Yeah, in mid-December it was up. Yep. But that's hmm. that's kind of the new world of movies, though. I mean, movies don't yeah. stay in theaters like they used to. You know, they just, they're in for a couple of weeks and then boom, right. right to a platform to, to make some money that way. 
Man, I wonder how if they actually lost money on HBO Max on fucking Black Adam hitting the streaming service. People well, watching is like, that's enough for me. You're not yeah, getting you, any more they, of my money. Yeah, like they're like, oh, I'm canceling my right. service. You took all my <laughs> favorite cartoons, like this Black Adam thing. That's that's enough. That's too much. Well, I mean, HBO Max is getting a reboot too, right? I mean, they're they're gonna change all that up this year, so. <laughs> oh my god yeah see who knows if i even stick you know they keep taking away all my favorite shit i'll still stick with it because i think it'll still be entertaining but man I, I i am worried sometimes about some of the products they'll put on there for you depends on the price point too true true um yeah because man i'll tell you what all the streaming services man they're all up in their prices yeah what the fuck <laughs> it's expensive <laughs> enough out there man gone are the days when we were paying 5.99 for something <laughs> Yeah, I know. God help you if you share a password. They're definitely fucking coming for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Netflix is really going to be cracking down this year about right. trying that stuff and see how it works. I I don't think that's going to work out too well for them. Yeah, I, I wonder how much money they'll lose. Because I tell you what, like, you know, people aren't sticking around for the quality of programming on Netflix. It's because yeah. it's easy to share. I can easily say right now that, yeah, I will have no qualms about dropping Netflix. If no, none say, whatsoever. Yeah, I wouldn't even miss pay it. for multiple stuff, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not yeah, that's gonna work. That one could easily go, I think, <laughs> in yep. my catalog. Yeah, that's it is probably my least watched. Uh, yeah, for of, sure. Of everything on there. So, what's your most watched? Is it HBO or is it uh, like Disney? HBO or Hulu is probably my two go tos. Oh, really? Yeah, Hulu's for just random TV shows that I would watch. All right. And then yeah, but uh, HBO is for movies and just yeah all the good stuff I'll watch on HBO and then, yeah. And then Disney probably is a close uh, third. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine's probably uh between Disney and, and prime. Yeah. That's, that's a fair, uh, well, they have all the extended versions of Lord of the Rings. So I don't have to get up and put the DVD that, in. So that is true. I, we, we started just out of laziness. We started watching those, uh, uh, this Christmas and I started watching it and I was like, Oh, I couldn't find the extended vision uh, versions because I forgot that they were on HBO max or that they were on Amazon, just mm-hmm. the regular version. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. And I was like, man, this, they're just blowing by like story points here. I was like, this is no yeah. good. So I had to stop it. And then I was like, Oh yeah, HBO max. Extended yeah. You got to watch the extended versions. That's the only yeah. way to do it. Yeah. I agree. Woo. But I think mainly, uh, as far as like those two services go, like not really mainly like for new movies, like I think, but mainly, uh, well, I guess Disney Plus they count they count Werewolf by Night and Guardians of the Galaxy like they're they're specials as movies, but technically to me, like it feels more like a not like a mini series, but just like an extended episode or something like a long like, you know episode. I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like that very special episode of the the old TGIF uh, TV shows you'd watch. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's like, oh, this is our hour long special where we go to London. You know, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, oh shit! Look, Tim's fucking electrified himself by a big man. He's up to no good. <laughs> that toll man, fucking asshole. <laughs> man, there's a there's a deep uh, deep grab there, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> Home improvement, right? Yeah, sure was. Yes. God, I fucking wow. hate that show. My parents, <laughs> man, they fucking Jesus Christ couldn't get enough of that. He's like, oh, he's making those noises again. Like, yeah, he's fucking hilarious, right? His, his ape sounds, yeah, yeah. Oh, god damn, dude, <laughs> fucking terrible. So I take it you didn't watch the Santa Claus. Oh no, I, I could have given two shits, man. There's no way. <laughs> oh boy. No, thank you. 
Yeah. I watched I watched She Hulk a second time. That's what I did. Skip right over yeah, well, fucking Santa Claus. I did also uh, watch Andor twice. Oh, that's a very good choice there. Very good choice. I, I, I mean, we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet because you you uh, you were able to finally get around and get to it. What what's your thought of that series? Oh man. Okay. So, whew. Um, I think that that is in contention for my favorite Star Wars series yet. And that says a lot because I absolutely adore the Mandalorian. I was going to say, is like, that's some tough company up there. Andor has given me what I've wanted in a Star Wars movie and TV show, because basically I just consider this to be one long movie. Yeah. But they finally just said, we're going to tell a story that we don't have Jedi Knights running around. We don't have, you know, Princess Leia or Han Solo or Chewbacca, any of these characters that you know around here. We're right. just going to give you a fresh slate of a character that you've seen in one of the movies we made, in one of the standalone stories we made. And we are going to tell you this, not only their backstories, but we are going to tell you and show you what it kind of would be like if you were in that position and how hard and dangerous and scary it would be to be a resistance to an authoritarian government. It's just, I feel like it relates to the times we're living in now where, you know, we're always, you know, here in the United States, we're always worried that, you know, some authoritarian, you know, goon wants to just kind of take over things. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just, I've, adored where this thing has gone it's just it kept me entertained i i'm glad that i waited to binge it because oh, to I get it all been, episodes in a row i would have been pissed to have to wait another week for each one of these episodes yeah man but never have the words i can't swim brought me to tears before but holy shit dude god but Andy circus when he couldn't leave the fucking rig oh my heart shattered i Jesus couldn't believe Christ. that it was Andy circus who just showed up there because i was like i was like wait is that is that, that is Andy Serkis. I was like, Jesus, yes. He's so fucking amazing, that guy. Like, oh, he and Diego yes. Luna, like, together were fucking, goddamn, they were incredible. Diego Luna was, is fucking amazing, dude. Jesus he, Christ. He is, man. I mean, he plays the role so perfectly. I mean, He's he, so good. He just understands that that is a character that plays everything close to the vest, right? Mm -hmm. he, he's not going to let you know who he is and let you in on anything. Mm -hmm. And you're watching it and you're seeing, you're seeing everything he does. But at the same time, your question is like, man, what the fuck is this guy doing? What's his end game here? It's right. just, it's play. I don't know if that's just Diego Luna or is it just the writing on this thing? It's Very working good. on I all just, levels. Yeah. I just, that it, this is the one show besides the Mandalorian that really does. Like you said, it clicks on every, on every one of those levels. It just, it gives you what you want. And I hope that everybody else that's working on these projects, the Ahsoka project, you know, I haven't started watching the Bad Batch yet, but, uh, you know, I'm That's hoping, on my list. I, I definitely yeah, want to check that out. I definitely want to see it too. Um, I'm hoping that everybody who's been working on a lot of these projects or has future projects in the works, looking at this and saying, okay, look, yes, I don't need to have callbacks to every little thing. You know, I don't have to see Darth Vader. I don't have to see Emperor Palpatine. I don't have to see anything. You can have some name drop, but that's all you need. Show me the world. Show me like I, I was never so excited just to get into the politics of this thing and watch how a senator has to, you know, carefully sidestep and play a political game just to, just to, you know, stay safe. I mean, maybe I think, 
I think I just hit on it why why I really like this, and it also relates to why I love my favorite Marvel movie, you know, which is The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. It's because they're political thrillers. Yeah, this is what this is. It's a spy game. It's political. That's I love that kind of stuff. Before Rogue One came out, if you would have told me one of the best Star Wars properties I've ever seen would it be a political Star Wars show that featured no Jedi's, I would have. There's no way I would have fucking believed you whatsoever. No, no, I would have laughed because I was no like, way. Yeah, yeah, George Lucas, like, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Phantom Menace came out? Lucas mm-hmm. brought the politics into it, yeah. and it was just so ham-handed and stupid. Oof. You were just like, you're like, what? What are you talking about here, George? Mm-hmm. What the hell? But now that he's established it, at least, I, I kind of give him credit now. I'll say, okay, good, you've established it. Because what everybody that came after him was able to do was say, okay, I'm going to take that pile of shit. And I'm just going to mold this into something that's really entertaining. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the one thing you can criticize George about is, you know, one of the things that he cut out of, you know, the his last one, the, the Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. was the formation of the rebellion, you know. Of the senators getting together and planning out the first steps of the rebellion. Well, God, somebody somebody decided and said, you know what? Hey, yeah. we're going to pull that in and make that its own show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping for a second season of it. The only the only sad thing I have about like about this whole series is I know the fate of Diego Luna, so you can't keep going on forever and ever. Yeah, I mean, like, I I wish they did, you know maybe squeezed out like you know a third season of it like just coming in but i think uh season two is is a go and it's going to be another 12 episodes good yeah but that's I think it there's... like like it's basically like as soon as the season two premiere ends rogue one begins like basically kind of thing there is so much more story to tell in this in this series too like i am i know i want more of it i don't like, want it to fucking end and i already know like i already have a pretty good feeling of, of where these characters are gonna go yeah you know the uh, God. Her name's escaping me. The the uh, intelligentsia, you know, officer for the Empire. Um, dang it, I, I can't remember her name. But like, I oh, guarantee. Oh uh, shit! Oh, it's been uh, it's been a while. Miro. Yes, like I guarantee she's she's gonna change sides. She is she is gonna have a complete character arc where she is you beginning think? to see. Yes, the really yeah the actual you know ridiculousness of. Uh, you know, the law and order characters, because that's what, uh, you know, her character is, is all about. It's, it's about, you know, this, she lives in this world of the empire where everybody is scraping and crawling to get to the top, right? Everybody will fuck everybody else over to get that. And then you're surrounded by everybody around her. That's just basically, yeah, you serve a purpose. Like in any authoritarian world, I mean, the people that make those things work are everybody who, who buys into it and says, yeah, law and order is the most important thing. You have rules. If everybody just follows the rules, we'd have a perfect society. Well, as this show shows, like the, it's kind of a uh, reflection of real life is that's not how the world works. There's a lot of people here. And this, this show does such a great job of showing it is that there's this, this underclass of people who are constantly being shit on by the empire and everything they do. Mm-hmm. And it's all at the cost of, you know, certain people at the top maintaining a power structure. Yeah. And I just, man, it's just this movie or this, this TV series just works on so many levels. I just, I love it. I couldn't give it higher praise. And, and the way with, with Marva Andor's funeral, basically being this, the spark of the rebellion itself. Like that's where the, that's where it actually started. Like that was, you know what? That was the one portion of the, of the show that I almost like 
was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make a lot of sense here. Because in a real authoritarian regime, like they would never let that recording go on as long as it did. Like oh, they would have sure. like especially when they were all lined up and ready to go, like they would have stomped that thing out. But I went with it because you need that the, you need you know, the actual call speech. to action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, and I, I, I want to go back and watch this show again because the, there is one thing that I had a hard time with is that there are so many characters that come in and out of the show. Yeah. It's like, like Game of Thrones back, level, like, shit to keep track of people. Yeah, because they come back, like, five episodes later, and you're like, okay, I know that character, but where do I know him from? Right. You know, so once I think once you watch it, and you can probably attest this since you've seen it again, like, did it make more sense now as those characters when they showed up, you know, from when you first saw them? Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. Because that's I was hoping for that when I go back and watch it. Because, yeah, every once in a while you just see a character show up. Like, during that final scene where the battle's going on, there's a lot of characters in there that we saw throughout the series. Mm-hmm. But you never quite placed them. You never understood their character for sure. They just, like, had a short conversation with Andor and moved on. Right. So it's kind of cool to see them work all that stuff back. It's just, yeah, yeah. it really works. I'm just very happy with that series. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of Deja Miro, she... Uh, uh, Denise Go, who plays her, she said that uh, during the uh, the Marva Andor speech, that she actually said "fuck the Empire" was the was the original dialogue, but they oh. weren't allowed to keep it, so they it became "fight the Empire." But Marva Andor sent off was the, the last words were "fuck the Empire." Oh, that would have worked so well, but I, Dude, I know they can't do it. On I Disney. wish they would have I mean, kept it's... it. That would have been amazing. God, I mean, if, could you imagine being in a theater? Like if watching that, watching something like that in theater, I mean, the crowd would just erupt if you. Heard oh, that. You for, yeah, left to our feet, just freaking the, just freaking out, man, for sure, man. absolutely, popcorn flying everywhere, just screaming. Oh God, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be able to hear the rest of the fight, you know. <laughs> it sounds no. like there'd be fights going on inside the theater, you know, with so much screaming. But anyone dressed oh. like a, anyone dressed like the Empire is getting punched. That's the way it's happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, see one Sith yeah. Lord shirt, it's on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that very strong series, very uh, you know strong show for Disney Plus. I and it, it's about time too, because like all we had really going for us was the Mandalorian. After watching all the the you know the the final three Star Wars movies, and then yeah, you know then you know Boba Fett and Yeesh, you know, swinging a miss like this, yeah. Because yeah, I even but, tried to start watching the Clone Wars and. I don't think I can get through that. Well, man, just you wait, dude. As soon as, uh, you know, Ahsoka and all the other live action shows start, you're, we're just going to be, it's going to be a deluge yes. of, of new Star Wars shit. So I can't wait. And apparently, too, uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see it, but apparently, too, uh, Mon, Mon Mothma is supposed to show up in, like, Ahsoka, like, here or that. there, as, like, you know, like, a, you know, like essentially cleaning up after the war kind of thing. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, that. Yeah. That, I, I I like the uh, the actress who plays uh, for sure. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Yeah, in this Genevieve one. O'Reilly. Yeah, apparently she yeah, she did some voice uh, acting for the uh, the animated series. Re- Rebels. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, I really like I I just I just think it just works all around because they're it's just watching that political thriller, but you're seeing it from everybody's point of view, right? You're seeing it from from all you know, sides. The, peop- the people who are you know living under the earth. You know, basically, you know the yeah uh, for it's, sure. It's, his name is Cyril. Cyril, right? Yeah, yeah. 
as we learn his character, like he is that character who, mm-hmm. you know, props up the empire by just being that person who just, I'm going to step in line and do everything and maintain order. But you yeah. learn his backstory, which I just love is his mother lives in the bottom layers of Coruscant where you don't get to see the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one, there's one scene in this movie that I just, that showed that I, well, I don't remember what episode it came in, but he is sulking in his bedroom. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's looking up and he sees the sunlight come down. Right. Yeah. But then you realize, and I don't know if you caught this when you watched it, but the sun is not shining directly on him. It's being reflected off the towers that oh. are in front of him. It just it's a great way of showing Jesus. that this is a society yeah. that lives beyond that that if you don't if you're not high up in the world and don't live up there, you don't even get to see the sun Man. for what it's worth. It's just it, this this show is so good. If you if you know where to see the messages that they're sending, the themes that are being put out there, you're going to catch them and you're going to be like, oh my God, that is yeah. ingenious how they just decided to shoot that. It's just phenomenal. One character who I think is being handled so well is uh, Luthen Rail. Oh, Luthen. Skarsgård. Okay, question for you. Yeah. Is Luthen a, uh, a Jedi? Who is he force sensitive? He's got to be, right? Himself. Yes. I, I have he's a feeling he's going to be a disconnected Jedi who just like, you know, plays into like the, you know, the, the He the can't help games. but be a hero, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the name is escaping me, the Jedi Knight in that game, but she she disconnected oh. herself. Um, oh, uh, Cal Sir Junda. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like maybe Stellan Skarsgård is one of those two because, like... The way he was piloting? Is that when yes. you first started thinking it, too? Piloting, yeah, and I then he too. makes a comment about, like, a... It looked like a lightsaber kind of thing. He's yeah. like, here, th- this is just a, a cane or something like that. I just... I have yeah. a feeling that's going to come back. Or he's going to be, like, yeah, a Force-sensitive character, um, like the character in uh, Rogue One. The, yeah, you know, basically the the samurai and that thing. But I think that will get revealed in the next season of who what his backstory is. Yeah, which Donnie, Donnie Yen, Chariot, Imwe. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I am one so, with the force. The force is with me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely love. Like, cause I, and I've said it before on the show. I love Rogue One. I think it was such a fantastic input. Probably my third favorite entry into the whole series. Since we're talking TV here, let, let's just get, get to it. What was out of all the the TV shows we watched here? There was a lot of great ones. I mean, you yeah. know, uh, Rings of Power was. You know, I don't know if you got to that one, but man, did not was, get to that one. So utterly so. amazing. Okay, so good on the list. Uh, I will get. To yeah, She Hawk was freaking terrific. House of House of the Dragon. I mean, it had some it had some okay moments, but a, a lot of ones also is like, yeah, this isn't so good. Yeah, uh, and also the last season, last season of Saul was this year and all that. What was the best TV show of the year for you? So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Andor was probably my favorite. That beat out for, that beat out the Saul finale for you. It beat out the Saul finale as as wow. much as I love, and it was close. So I I had to you kind of really look forward to that because I was so excited for Saul, and and I know that you didn't quite like the end how it ended, but the series that that whole season as a whole. I, I loved it. I they, mm-hmm. they they didn't drop the ball for me, so I loved it. But I think I think just being a Star Wars fan and finally for once just getting something that I just really, really wanted was it for me. And that that one put that up there. And then I got Saul second. You know, and then and then, you know, surprisingly I watched some more Star Wars this year. 
because I, I kind of forgot that Obi-Wan was was premiered this year. Holy shit, that was this year too, wasn't I, it? I enjoyed Obi-Wan. I thought that was fairly well done. But once again, it's just that callback to those characters we already know. Right. But I think they, they handled that one well. It, and it, it was really kind of... It was interesting seeing, you know, Darth Vader be so Darth Vader. Oh, just, just like yeah, annihilating innocents yeah. everywhere. Oh my god. Just Holy vicious. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus. then to round out my Star Wars for this year, one of the surprising ones, because like I said, I, I watched a little bit of Clone Wars and just tried to tried to get into that one. Uh-huh. But the one that I did like, Tales of the Jedi. I, oh. I really liked that series. Yes, that is amazing. I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy that because I was watching some of the Clone Wars and I was like, oh, God, this is this is what Tales of the Jedi is, just with a, maybe a little bit better animation. Mm-hmm. No, this actually tells like a, a really good story in basically, segments that uh, are like 10 to 15 minutes long. Yeah, basically Dooku's, uh, you know, uh, yeah. origin story. Right? Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka's origin and... Yeah. And Duke and Qui Gon, it just brings back some of the characters. They had Liam Neeson back as Qui Gon, yeah, yeah, and even and it's even got you know Anakin Skywalker in there, which because like I said, when I was watching Clone Wars, I was like, eh, it's not really that my thing. But <laughs> right. God, you even you even see him in there, maybe because it's just like you you watch Tales of the Jedi and you watch Ahsoka kind of come up through her story, maybe it's a little more accepting yeah. as 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 opposed to watching that very first Clone Wars. God, I think it was a theatrical release too. Where oh, and Clone Wars has a huge following. Like people, uh, people really like Matt Lanter. Like he's he's almost as as much Anakin as Hayden Christensen to you know a Ugh. good portion of the fandom. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry to my Star Wars brothers and sisters out there. I, I don't know if I'll ever get through the Clone Wars. There's um, a lot of episodes, man. It is a lot of it's yeah. a big backlog. And the more that I've read about it and heard people talk about it, is mm-hmm. people just say it's hit or miss. Like you'll get yeah. some ridiculous childish. BS, and right. then the next episode will be something that's really heavy hitting. Yeah, and it just makes no sense. So, if you wanted, you could almost just watch maybe like the last ten episodes of of the last season and get like the really deep dives of like the Force and all that stuff, where they you know they they really get into a lot of the mythology and things like that. There. No, okay, I, I maybe maybe I can try that because like, yeah, I don't and know. If I can you get the big, that's where you get the big. That's where you get the big Ahsoka Vader fight. Oh, okay, yeah, because that I think that is going to be very important going forward into 2023. Yeah, when the Ahsoka series comes out, because we've only got a taste of her in the Mandalorian, where she's just shown up for an episode or two. Mm-hmm. And I really liked her in that. Rosario Dawson plays her very well. Yeah, and you know she's apparently on the hunt for a long lost Jedi as well. So there's you know, and and they're they're talking even more now too. Like there there's more new movies coming. Like they're they're not done making Star Wars movies. So maybe, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna spin off movies from the success of the TV shows. Yeah, maybe that is. Maybe they're kind of dipping their toe in there and saying what works, what doesn't. Right. And then just make another movie from there, which I'm all for it. Just so it, it it'll be Grogu, but it'll it'll co-star. Pedro Pascal as Mando, <laughs> but then it'll be Star Wars Grogu, and then you know you'll have Mando like in the background of the poster or something like that. <laughs> I'll go with it because I do love the Mandalorian. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. What was your What was your top uh, for movies and stuff? It, it, well, as far as TV shows go, it's it's a bit of a tougher choice because you know I I really enjoyed Rings of Power. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Like, I'm, I'm very excited to start watching that one. So. I mean, and just the the production value in that one alone, just how each episode looked, because they there's some money in these season. Like each season is like 250 million or something like that over. 
Yeah. It's and every penny is is well spent because damn, dude, it is amazing looking. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> like seen the previews the for it, and it just looks. Yeah, it does. It absolutely looks incredible. Yeah, it's really good. I really really liked it, but it's not. It, it would have been a clear runaway if it wasn't for Andor, and like like you, Andor for me just man, it hit every note. Like it, I was excited to watch the the rings of power as it came out but i was even more ex- like andor i was edging my like as soon as i woke up i was like oh shit like there was no going back to sleep as soon as my eyes yep. opened up and i was like time to watch andor like it was, didn't matter what the fuck was going on i was up and watching it like you know what i mean it just you know rings of power was amazing but it didn't you know not middle of the night fucking cold sweats wake up <laughs> fucking burning to watch andor <laughs> the political intrigue on coruscant because man i was there and like it wasn't it wasn't a, a driving like you know uh, thing with me, but if Palpatine would have been heard in voice or shown quickly, I would have been okay with it. Like it would have made yeah. sense to me for him to have been around or something like that. Like, yeah, but I don't need but, him. But it absolutely was around. not needed. Like the, yeah. you know they, there's no real other than than Mon Mothma. Like you know what I mean. They're, the connections to the original trilogy aren't really you know they're not glaring. <laughs> like you know like Boba Fett. You know they're. There's things left and right, and just, oh you know, god, Andor just did everything correctly without the need of Jedi's. Now, would it spoil for, would it spoil it for you a bit? I mean, I guess they can't really start reintroducing Jedi just yet either. Like even in the second season, can they? No, no. Yeah, like, you you could find out that yeah, that Luthen is maybe like we said, maybe force sensitive, but right, you know, he can't reveal himself. Yeah, um, you know, and I think that's that's the that's the, the crux of his character anyway. He's a he's the perfect. You know, poster boy for the person who just says, "I'm gonna plain hide in plain sight." Everybody, what about, everybody, what about Cal everyone Can he show up? Now that's an interesting. That one. timeline see, matches up uh, a little better. Doesn't yes, it? but I yeah, that, I'm curious to see if the uh, the new video game that's coming out here in March is gonna have any openings to any future TV shows or movies coming up. Because I, I have a feeling that they, they would want to bring Cal Kestis into the universe, into the cinematic universe or television universe to get yeah, his Cameron character Cameron Monaghan is a terrific actor. And, like, and he, he live intro the game dressed as Cal Kestis. Like he, so they already have the, – there's an outfit for him basically already. Like, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. I don't know. It's it, – I would be more than okay with that, especially if it resulted in maybe like you know an unconnected series for him where he's just on the outer rim – just fucking, you know, going around, you know, just I mean, town to town like the Hulk. Just so if you, you if know, you remember from Fallen Order, right. Cal Kestis does run into Saul Guerrero. So yeah, he does. The, I mean, we know that these characters do exist in the same world. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see why you. Oh, that's right, on Kashyyyk. Yeah, he's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So there's, I I have a feeling that the the new game. Because just just the sheer size of that game too. What what everybody says yeah. the thing is like 120 gig. Of, of just memory Jesus, that this game takes really? up. Yes. They said the, it is very Holy expansive. Shit. It's going to be an amazing game. I, I'm telling you, man, I am so looking forward to that game to drop. Um, so much so that I'm already preparing. I was like, I have to buy a PlayStation 5 just to have it. That's bigger than Red Dead 2, isn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. It is. no way. It is How many planets immense. is that? There, dude, you could go to, like, what? It was, like, six or seven planets in the there first was, one. No, there was five planets, I think, in, in Fallen Order. Was it only five? I think five, including the final episode, the final. Uh, oh um, yeah, the uh, the Inquisitor. Uh, yeah, Inquisitor. Maybe maybe yeah, yeah. maybe six total. I, I but okay, but I'm I'm gonna say five. But 
I'm trying to recall the names of the planets, but I'm thinking in, in God of War right now, so I'm just calling out realms in my head instead of planets. <laughs> yeah, one of them. One of them was Kashyyyk. I know that. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was Kashyyyk. Uh, Bagano. Was the one, Bagano yeah. was one of them. And then there was the one where the, the Sith are like their home world. Oh yeah, the uh, the the Night Sisters. Um, yeah. But Dathomir. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, the other ones. Well, I meant to dust that game back off now. Oh, it's just worth replaying. I just, I absolutely love replaying that game. It's so much fun. Is that one only PS5? Uh, so the new one, yes, is only going to oh. be available as a PS5. It probably Jesus. is also going to be available for PC if you play games on your PC. I'm, uh, I, I, I'm nowhere near depth enough for that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not either. That's why I just said I was like, God dang it, I'm gonna have to drop the money for a PS5 Shit. finally. <laughs> so, damn it, they're forcing everybody's hand this year, aren't they? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Huh. So, yeah, of anything that's coming out next year, that is that is one of the things I'm most excited for of all the oh, TV yeah. shows or anything else. That video game is really what I'm looking forward to. Man, is the new season of Mando this year? It is. Yes, we are going to get that this year. I'm, I'm that's later this that year, too. right? Like towards yes. the fall. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So we'll get a, we'll get third season three of that. That's going to be nice. good. Yeah. There's plenty of things to look forward to as TVs. So let's let's kind of shift gears here. Let's talk some movies of mm. 2022. I know you watched was a lot. lot more movies than I did this year. I I kind of had to <laughs> scrape around and kind of figure out what I really watched this year because this is probably one of the first years that I did not go out and kind of seek out number one some of the more popular Oscar nominated films that I like to usually catch and just see what they're about. Yeah. But even some of the the stuff that's just been flying under streaming services, I just haven't like reached out to watch them. It's been a very slow movie going year for me. We watched a lot. We spent a lot of time watching a lot of older, terrible movies this year. Yeah, but at least we kind of knew what we were getting from this. Like, you know, the, True. It, 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 it's easier going into it knowing it's terrible instead of rolling the dice in a new one where it could be terrible, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. okay, all, all said told, if you include the two Marvel specials as movies, I met over 20 movies that wow. came out this year alone that I saw. So I was only lay, I was like kind of to list out some of the movies I watched. I could only really come up with five movies that I really, I think, watched this year. I think I watched mm-hmm. a lot more TV shows than I ever watched uh, movies. Yeah. And so what, what was your number one this year as far as the best movie you saw this year? Ooh, I mean, that's tough because I can't. I really enjoy I really, really enjoyed Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I don't Good think one. not enough to consider it like the best, like my, you know, the best movie of the year. Uh, Prey, the Predator prequel, oh, was a very good choice. Was ridiculous. I mean, it's I, I would have happily paid to see that in theaters for sure, like a couple of times. But one movie I saw very, very late in the year, uh, just for me, barely beat it out because uh, I don't know. It, it's not technically a better, like a better movie. Like Prey is like. It's a it's a unique movie. It's so fun to watch. It the, the CGI is fucking amazing. Like the you know the, the all the practical effects they did for the suits, the fights. I mean the it, it it's an amazing movie. But mm-hmm. the movie that I saw really late in the game features two stars. One of which I've basically you know watched my entire life and adored every one of his movies. Uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Oh, interesting, dude! Ridiculously fun. I haven't. I need to watch that then, because that that just just those two stars Nick, alone. Nicholas Cage plays multiple versions of himself. It that alone. It just it's 
it took some of the some, some of the better ideas from the the, the Jean Claude Van Damme show they did on Prime, where yeah. it's you know it's Nicolas Cage, like you know he's but he sucked into a plot as Nicolas Cage, and you know Pedro Pascal's character he's involved too, but he is like a, a, just a monstrous Nicolas Cage fan, and Nicolas Cage is quoting his own movies a lot, and it's just it, it's so funny and just weird, and it it all really works. It all really works so well. It, it's. It'll be the one I think I watch over and over again a lot, like ad nauseum, because I don't think. Because it's one of those movies where I think I could, whereas with Prey, I like it so much, I want to keep it fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. But I think as far as rewatchability, I could just put on The Embarrassed What a Massive Talent, like, you know, a couple times a week just for something to laugh, just as you go around, like, you know, ironing shirts or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Is that streaming on any service right now? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's like everywhere, right? but I think it's, uh, you might have to pay for it on, uh, I don't think it's free anywhere yet. Ooh, I, I might have to pay for it. Cause I, that sounds absolutely incredible. It's, it's a five buck rental, but man, it was, <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh man. Yeah. You... And, and Pedro Pascal too. Like, you know, he's a terrific actor, but man, yeah, I he, love Pedro he Pascal. is like, like comedically, man, I don't know if I've seen him like play like a pure comedy role like this, dude. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, the only last few things I remember seeing him in recently was just The Mandalorian, where yeah, he just it's straight right. faced, and then the other and thing Game I of think Thrones. Was, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. But he was right. also in that Wonder Woman movie that came out a couple. Oh years my ago. god, that's right. Yeah, he was unintentionally so. funny in that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he was absolutely. Yeah, he was a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. Man, that that's I don't see how you could beat that thing because that's a really it, good one. It's it has Nicholas Cage tap into his caginess a lot, and it's just he much like the uh, that Willy's Wonderland movie where you get that he gets why people really adore him. Yeah, that's on that's on full display and amped up in this one. So it it's got a really special charm to it, and it, this is a someone who's you know. I've been going to the movie, to actual theaters to see this guy's movies for like, you know, probably 25, 20, you know, a ridiculous amount of time. So it's seen him come back around again and like, you know, really enjoy the ridiculousness of it. It's, it's very special to see for me. So yeah, I really Nick Cage it. Is, is great about that. Like I've, yeah. I've gotten so much viewing pleasure from mm-hmm. watching all of this kind of stuff that he's done, the good and the bad, because there's plenty of bad stuff out there. But at the same time, there's a lot of good stuff out there that he's just done. That's it's it's so bad that it's good. Yeah, you know, I, I he his movies are are generally almost always rewatchable. Like For sure, always just put it back on and just be like, okay, I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely checking that one. I am very excited about that one. <laughs> Um, a couple of movies I really enjoyed this year also were uh, Barbarian, that horror movie that, that came out this year. Yes, yep. I, I thought that was that was really really good. I really enjoyed Turning Red, the uh, like the, the Pixar movie that came out. I thought that was really good. Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Badness as well. Uh, the Northman with uh, oh the, the Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård. Yep. Was uh, it, it was brutal. Like it was, it's one of those action movies where it's just like you know the. They weave in a lot of heavy drama, like along with it, but like the action parts are pretty gruesome. So it's like shit. Like it's it's not a fun watch, but it is an interesting movie. Those but I also like there was there was a lot of movies I watched this year. I didn't really. Ugh. Oh, I really like Everything Everywhere All at Once as well. Like that one was pretty good. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. But as far as bad movies go, I think uh, <laughs> I didn't really. 
I've I've only watched it the once, but Thor: Love and Thunder was a was a wild disappointment for me. Yeah, I haven't gone and watched that one yet. I've I've, I've been holding off, and I've just from that, that's been up for you to to be able to watch for free for like weeks now. Yeah, it? like it's just it's <laughs> not like every time I would even have a chance. It's like no, there's something else I gotta watch first, right? Right, gotta yeah, watch yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah, I will get to it. I'm a completionist. I will, you know, eventually get to it. And I guarantee when when I do watch it, I will probably have some stiff words for it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to like it very much. I watched watched almost the first hour of Morbius, and that was just atrocious. That one Uh, I won't watch. Jurassic World Dominion, how dare you at that runtime? It was god-awful. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the worst movie for me, Black Adam, like, it might have been, like, an instant... uh, Runaway, but you know, uh, I'm not going to count Morbius of the Monsters because I didn't finish either one of those. But if I would have, they might have been, <laughs> they might have been in there. But uh, it's probably a, a toss up for for worst movie of the year for me between Black Adam and Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends yeah. was so confusing and just poorly executed, and you know, for it being the end, you know, quote, it's just man, what. What a note to go out of. Like, that's some Dexter season nine kind of shit. Like, where you like, you yeah. recognize what you did wrong. You try to fix it. Like, we got it this time, everybody. And then you just totally waffle it all over again. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, that, I, I'm with you on that. That's that's my low point for the movies this year, too, is Halloween. Even though I, I think I liked it a little better than you did. Yeah. Um, I, it's been a while since I've gone back and listened to our review of that. But I, I remember at least giving it some compliments. But yes, it was still a mess. And it's kind of hard for me because I that one's always been sitting at the bottom for me all year. I, I will say that Black Adam did give it a kind of a fight there. Um, for worst movie? Yeah. Yeah. Only because, and I think the only thing I really say is Black Adam is, number one, like, the, the look of that film, I, I, I will give it high praise for that. It kind of saves it, and, and it was, and it's kind of gave me what I kind of expected out of a DC movie that stars the rock, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted more, but I kind of had it deep down. I kind of had this feeling. I knew I was just going to get some kind of crappy DC movie and that it didn't disappoint me in that realm. So I think that's why it slightly gets edged above, you know, for that coveted, you know, second to last spot because yeah, Halloween ends, although a little bit more entertaining than Halloween kills, they couldn't stick the landing at all. And yeah, after watching Halloween 2018, it set the bar so high for me there. They just never could, to, could land that to, to even get close. So, but, uh, I, I surprised what I didn't hear you mention though, where would you fit the Batman into uh, your list? It'd go in the middle. It's a, yeah. it's solid. It's solidly like, it, I think it would be the exact, <laughs> the exact middle. I'm right there with you because that's yeah. I I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. It wasn't it wasn't something that I was like, oh my god, I got to watch this again. I was like, I watched it, yeah, and I was like, that's kind of what I expected from a Robert Pattinson Batman. Yep. You know, it's yeah, it's another reboot. It's just you know, bring some new characters, new people to play those characters. Yep, and that's it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it had some cool action. There was you know, the story's fairly decent, but yeah, it didn't blow me away though. It wasn't like uh, right. Like, you know, I'll, I'll watch it again, like, you know, before the next one comes out in two years, but you know, probably not before then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you it'll know? be a while before I go back. It'll probably be when they come out with the new one and I was like, oh yeah, I got to re recap myself on right. what happened in the previous movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be about it for me too. Yeah. So what was your best? What was the, the best so movie you saw? I, I'm actually going to put Prey at the top. 
Nice. And yeah, because I I've enjoyed that. And side note, I'm very excited about this because I read this recently. Uh, they are working on a Alien movie, a next chapter what? of that. That's going to be a release to Hulu. Uh, really? Just like the like same Craig. crew, like Dan Trachtenberg and all that? I, I don't know if it's the exact same crew, but it's going to be uh, on the same lines, though. It's going to be telling another story uh, in that in that universe. So I don't wow. know if it's going to be a prequel. They just It was all preliminary stuff that I was just kind of reading on it. They were just very start beginning stages of production for that kind of stuff. So very excited about that because I think that if, if it's anything like Prey, because honestly, when I first watched Prey, I was like, when I first heard about it, I was like, Oh, because I never got into those Alien versus Predator movies. I just I couldn't do it. And, and for I good reason. Felt, they were absolutely terrible. Yeah, and I felt I felt like oh, they're just gonna try to do something else like that, just on a lower budget. Yeah. No, pleasantly surprised. They just they took an original idea, said let's go back in time. Yeah. Let's make a real origin, not even a real origin, but just a hey, this is the same kind of story, but it's told in a different time where you know our heroes aren't super powered you know they don't have all the they don't have technology to help them they don't have steroids yeah 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 Yeah, we don't have arnold we have have no choppas yeah not at all so yeah i really like that dr strange came in kind of second on that one i i I like that movie but like you said i i don't think it was just so good that i was like oh i gotta go watch it again yeah it's it's been available for me on disney plus i've just never wanted just to go back and and put it on again until maybe i i blaze through phase four again just to see it so just watch a couple uh episodes of the you know earlier seeds of the office and get a real dislike in your tape you know in your mouth for uh for jim halpert and then you know watch wanda make him in spaghetti into spaghetti that make you feel much better yeah yeah i could i could do that when did uh so yeah I, see this this is the problem with with like talking about all these shows is i i tend to forget when certain shows dropped because i kept thinking when i was trying to put my list together i was like oh yeah loki came out right like no that was 2021 it was oh it just it's so hard to keep track of some of these things yeah there, there's a lot going on in 2023 like isn't you know it's not going to get much easier because there's no. a lot of there's a lot more marvel stuff coming out like you know they're they're slowing down apparently to focus on quantity over quality but i mean there's there's still a lot coming out. There's yeah, we got a, whole a lot, lot, of, lot more out. Marvel. We got a lot more Star Wars coming out, which I am. And Mando starts in, in a, a matter of weeks. <laughs> we are weeks away. March yeah. 1st is the first episode. I am so excited for just like, I, I feel like, yeah, much of next year is going to be a lot of living and breathing Star Wars next year. I just yeah. feel like it. And then, yeah, you're going to have Marvel. And then, you know, to maintain, you know, some continuity here on our show, we're going to continue to also revisit some older movies and or I should qualify that with older and probably some terrible movies out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's canon's got hundreds more we haven't yet to dive into. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. even know if we've watched if we officially any movies from Schwarzenegger's catalog. <laughs> You know, no, we haven't. We haven't really gotten into that, except maybe just mentioning it. We definitely haven't talked about any Chuck Norris stuff here, so oh, we're man. definitely going to get into that next year. I'm, I'm really excited to see where 2023 goes for us, because um, there's there's so much good and so much bad stuff we're going to end up watching. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's for as much as I love movies, sometimes it, it is a slog. But I will say that you know, if if it wasn't for you listeners out there, like tuning into our show and downloading our our episodes like this would be all for naught i mean i would probably talk into this mic all the time about movies because i love it so much but it makes it worth it when i when you know we get some feedback from you guys so yeah 
always keep that coming. I'm always excited to see what our listeners have to say. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can find us on the web at adamsers.com. But for now, we've got a ton of shit to watch. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Hey, we're on Children of the Atoms. Stay on it.